0: Welcome to ZulcanaCast, two broads talking broadly about health, the physical, the emotional, the nitty-gritty, and the fun. Real thoughts on real health. The information provided within this podcast is not designed to and does not provide medical advice, professional diagnosis, opinion, treatment, or services to you or any other individual and is intended for general information for educational purposes only.
1: Welcome to Solcana Cast, episode 25, a special interview with a special guest, Morgan Larson. Ooh, 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 ooh. I'm one of your hosts, Hannah Whitevin, owner of Solcana CrossFit Wellness Fitness House of Pain.
0: Ooh. <laughs> and I'm Lucia Holly, nutritional therapy practitioner. How was your week? My week was good. I um what did I do? I tried I went to lacrosse for an allergy session with an allergist, first time going. It was really enlightening and helped me start to figure out some health stuff that's going on with me, so really looked forward to that. I only got I got on a cancellation list, otherwise the appointment would have been bumped out until January. Ugh. So it was pretty cool that I was able to go and get in. And, um, Don't you
1: love when they just, like, pocket full of allergens and yeah. then wait to see how badly it itches? Yep.
0: It's the best. Really itchy, and then really interesting seeing which pokes, like, lasted for a few days and stayed inflamed. Had a delayed response. Good stuff. Like what? <laughs> itchy anything, stuff. anything crazy? Well, candida was one. Desmites were another. Some pretty typical environmental allergens, but for me, what was interesting is that I don't have any of the typical reactions. So I don't get a stuffy nose. Oh. The allergist was like, oh my god, your nose, your nostrils are beautiful. What? Yeah, and I was like, thank you. It's frustrating, too, though, because it's like, I don't have those typical signs. Did you take
1: that crazy asthma test? <sighs> no. They didn't What's make that? you do that? Well, because my lungs were oh. real clear. Oh, okay. Never mind. I've done that, like, ten times in my life, because I also have a lot of allergies to, um, like, environmental things, but they the reaction I get is this cough. Mm. And they always make me take an uh, asthma test, even though I don't, ever have asthma you have to like breathe in and then breathe out super hard for as long as you can
0: you're like deflating your lungs yeah
1: it's really hard to do by the end you feel like you're gonna pass out yeah i'm glad they
0: didn't make you do that they didn't make me do that no i have none of those like sinus ear nose throat reactions Mm. which is why it was interesting to go so that was a big part of my week did you do your challenge i did do my challenge Um, For anyone who's listening, who listened last week, Hannah's challenge to me was to figure out which of the three animals I was, little creatures, butterfly, bee, or the newly introduced grasshopper. Grasshopper. Yes. Um, And then also uh, look at, like identify three skills from that mental skill list that athletes typically use. Um, Identify three of those and then focus on which ones I need to, which of those nine Are three that I should build up and work on so I think I think I'm a butterfly yeah which I knew but I do think I have kind of some grasshopper tendencies I don't think I'm necessarily fully butterfly but let me look at my list because I, I wrote out well I wanted to pull up which of the three mental skills I could work on so the first one that I identified was setting high and realistic goals. Uh huh. Because I've been in a spot in the last two months where I've just been dipping into the gym when I can and haven't had goals. So figuring out what, realist, what is realistic now. Yeah. That was the biggie for me. That was number one. Uh, number two is using positive mental imagery. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. I never do the imagery stuff. Gotta picture it. Ever. I, the, like positive self talk. I'll talk in my head all day. It's easy. But the imagery? Picturing yeah. yourself being awesome? Because mm-hmm. usually I picture myself as a noodle in the gym. <laughs> that's, like, that's my imagery. <laughs> so, just like or? a walk <laughs> <laughs> Like, so many different noodles. It changes. Angel hair. Um, Angel hair. <laughs> really? Could, would be so sad in the gym. Yeah. Just floppy. Yeah. Barely, just ripping in half. Quintessential noodle. And then the third one, I don't know. This one was a little bit tougher to decide, but I think... Maybe managing anxiety effectively. Um, I think there, there are some moves that I still get anxious to put weight on. So specifically like strength moves. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a good challenge. Good. You made me think, Hannah. Good. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. What about, tell me all about your week.
1: Um, I've been really tired all week. Mm. Falling asleep on the couch at like 10 p.m., which is probably fine. I should probably just go to bed. Yeah.
0: So. Tell me about uh, your challenge too.
1: Um. So I'm. I'm on a a personal challenge anyway to just, like, clean up my foods before Thanksgiving. And I'm going to Australia, so I don't want to, like, be, well, yeah, it's summer there. So I want to wear a swimsuit and just feel comfortable. Yeah. And also, like, I'm going to eat a bunch of food there. So I want to, like, prep myself.
0: Yeah, I want to enjoy your experience. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I did eat more uh, good mood foods. Like, I bought kale. And I made a kale nice.
0: salad. Ooh.
1: I don't even really like it. When I eat it, I don't like it. <laughs> oh, no. I'm just trying my best <laughs> to eat it, you know? And and I put stuff on it. That helps. But, okay. Uh, sauerkraut. Um, broccoli. Yum. I ate steak last night.
0: Yeah. So. That's
1: a good one. Just trying to get some more, like, red meat, because I haven't really been eating a lot of red meat lately, mm-hmm. like, mostly chicken, I feel like, so, or even sometimes vegetarian, just because I'm, like... Don't have anything at home or in rushing or whatever. So mm-hmm. I've been more conscious of it lately. I went to the co op at 9 p.m. last night. Wow. And I ate my steak at 9.30. Oh my God. And I fell asleep in the couch at 10. Oh.
0: <laughs> so. So. Yeah. Hitting the challenge.
1: Yeah, it's working out.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Let's introduce our guest Ooh. in the house. Is Morgan Larson. Woo woo. Woo
0: Yay, Morgan! Say hi! I'm here. <laughs> she's here. I've been here
2: this whole time. <laughs>
1: um, Morgan is a coach extraordinaire at Sulcana, and she also has many other talents, like she's a very talented s- seamster. I feel like seamstress is not the right word. What's a gender-neutral um, seamster?
2: I like, um, gosh, I don't like the word sewer. Yeah, or that's yeah. weird. I don't like sewist either, Ooh. although that's popular. Um, I don't know. I don't really have a good word. Fabric worker. <laughs> yeah, something. Yeah. Construction artist.
1: Yes. Ooh. And currently in the process of building a chicken coop yeah. that could rival any tiny home mm-hmm. that you've ever seen on HGTV yeah. tiny homes. You so
0: could Airbnb it when the chickens are in there. Oh
2: yeah. my. Or God. Even with the chickens. <laughs> yeah. People would pay for Chicken the genuine companions. experience. Yeah, <laughs> scoop the poop in the morning. You get some fresh eggs. Yeah, you build a little fire
0: outside. Yeah, would be great. Can I? Can I sign up for that? <laughs> <laughs> that
2: that would, would be. you know so when it's ready.
0: <laughs> ready?
1: Okay. Um, and also a, a w- competitive weightlifter. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, in the in the masters category as of
2: late. Thirty-five years old.
1: Yeah. putting mm-hmm. up putting up masters records, and a um, mom of an adorable baby kid, who we're only mentioning because that will come up later. (laughs) Let me just be clear, she's not a mom first.
2: That's just one part. Thank you.
1: Thank you for that. (laughs) People are like, let's welcome a mom. Yeah, I know.
2: She has no name. (laughs) She's a selfless uh, servant. Yeah. (laughs) So sad. (sighs) Hi, welcome
1: to the program. Thank you. (laughs) Long time listener, first time Mm -hmm. guest. Mm -hmm. So, tell us first how did you like get into
2: changing your fitness lifestyle? Well I can't say I really had one (laughs) for a long time. Uh, I've always been into um, outdoors type of things like camping and bike riding and things like that. Um, I love hiking and I had always like experienced you know good physical feelings of um, exhilaration and even like kind of feeling like I knew my place in the world when I was in those situations. Um, but I, I, I lived in New Mexico for a few years and then I moved back to Minnesota in 2008 and the first thing I did was get a, a desk job where I was sitting at in an office for nine hours a day and there was you know, junk food everywhere is, like, my first exposure yeah, to this environment. Yeah, what's with that? Like, <laughs> just gross. everyone brings donuts to an office and every it's day? it's not even good. It's, like, um, it's all, you know, like, that shit, like, uh, margarine cake,
0: you know? Yeah, it's, like, like, the stuff that can just sit out yeah. for a real oh. long time. Oh, is
2: it the blue food coloring?
0: Oh. But, like, when it's there... Yeah, so and you're tired you're, in
2: the afternoon. Right, you need a little sugar. Um, mm-hmm. So I was there for a couple of years, and then I realized that I had gained, like, 30 pounds. And um and then I was also turning 30 and I felt like if I didn't do something that I would just kind of keep sliding in that direction um and I had a friend actually my friend Danielle um had told me about CrossFit a while before um before I decided to join and I thought that sounds terrible I would never (laughs) try that um and then uh I just, I, I don't know, like, some it hit me some way one day, and I just decided on an impulse to call this gym and go in for an intro, and then um, I was hooked, and, well, no, I can't exactly say, I don't, I, I shouldn't actually say that. Um, it was hard, and it was really terrible, mm. but I had already, like, you know, paid the money, so I just. You were hooked. I was like, hooked. Literally. like, literally. literally yeah. Yeah. I was hooked. <laughs> <laughs> there was no escaping it. <laughs> nope. <laughs> So I went uh, early morning classes before work. I would go and work out at 5.30, and then come home and shower, and go to Plymouth at eight in the morning. Wow.
1: And were you already biking to Plymouth at that point or were you mm, still I driving? Sometimes I did
2: like in the summer I would but it was never really sustainable in the winter because my toes would freeze about 40 minutes into the ride. Yeah. It's a long and very windy it's ride. It's an hour-long wow. bike ride for me. I'm not a fast biker and I carry about 20 pounds of food with me um <laughs> in the morning so and you know all your work gear like clothes shoes um that sort of thing yeah. so you know it's kind of a slog but uh but yeah I drove mostly the bike riding was just mostly for fun, like when it was yeah, nice out, yeah, sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So then after you get into it, you got pregnant not that f- not that long after. Well, I actually
2: like... was pregnant when I did my intro session, oh, okay. and oh, I just didn't know didn't that know yet. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so I did the thing that everybody says don't do, and I started a brand new workout program that I had <laughs> never tried before when I was pregnant. And I had questions about it, um, but from what I understood, it would be possible to just modify everything as much as I need to, um, that I wouldn't really feel different in the first trimester than I did physically before, other than like feeling nauseous all the time. Mm. Um, and, which maybe it was just the CrossFit, who knows. Um, right, but Did uh, you only feel sick after workouts. <laughs> <laughs> no, it just felt sick all the time. <laughs> but, uh, um, so I, I just started and like I said, it was just tough and it was, you know, like some days were kind of demoralizing. Um, sure. But, you know, I kept going back because the people were so nice and I enjoyed the environment mm-hmm. and trying something that I hadn't done before. And um, I just, like, felt like if I stuck with it that I would see some results because I knew friends who had had the same thing happen. And I wanted to lose weight and I just didn't want to be, like, in bad shape. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Especially once I found out I was pregnant, you know. Right. I didn't right. want to be, like, not able to keep up with my family. And, and then also, like, even further down the road, I didn't want to – have health problems that would um, impose on my family members, you know, before. Yeah, when you're only like in your 40s. When I'm 40, like 40 50 years old, yeah, I didn't want to have that problem. I'm yeah.
1: And you were like there, de- I mean, deadlifting the day before you went into even
0: Like oh. pretty close really? to yeah. that. I think it was
2: oh. like within that month. I think so. Um, yeah, everything like went pretty well up until like third trimester started. And then that's when I started feeling shitty and it – It actually was um, something that I had no idea and I had, you know, also had no control over, um, like preeclampsia is something that just, they still don't really understand what causes that, although there are some Mm -hmm. common factors um, as far as like who gets that. And like, it can be very severe or it can be mild. Um, but, uh, I found out that I had preeclampsia in like a pretty bad way around 32 weeks. So then I just like stopped and went to the hospital and then had baby a week later. <laughs> <laughs> and she was so <laughs> small. She tiny. was so tiny. She yeah. was only four pounds. How long was she in the NICU? Uh, she was there. She wasn't in the NICU. She was in the special care nursery, which oh, okay. is kind of like a step down. Because um, so the NICU is like
1: emergency it's level. It's serious. It, yeah, mm-hmm. it's really
2: serious. And like back then, um, Abbott had the NICU in Children's, and then the special care nursery was still in Abbott. This was before they built the mother baby center. Yeah. Um, so she was there, and it was close to our house, which was nice, so we could just go there whenever, which was still really hard, mm-hmm. um, you know, going back and forth. But Yeah,
1: and also not just having her at home like, with you. Yeah.
2: I mean, like the thing was, she was breathing right away. She had no problems. She was um, just so tiny. or anything. They <laughs> just put them in there for growing. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And then they're like so sleepy when they first come out. They're not they don't have the same arousal level that like full term newborn does. So they're not ready to nurse and like even be awake for that long, like I would try and like nurse her and she would just fall asleep right away. Oh, Which cute. is kind of like, it's like, come on, yeah. like you gotta do this if you wanna get out of here. Yeah. Um, and so I was pumping for a long time and then, you know, the nurses like showed me how to do that and they kept encouraging me to feed her with a bottle and like I just didn't wanna, you know, I just wanted to figure out how to nurse before we got out of there and didn't have yeah. access to help anymore. Yeah, yeah, so you're not just like
1: at home crying. Right. She's right. not latching on <laughs> or whatever.
2: Yeah. So that actually, it all went pretty well. And it felt like forever, but she mm. figured out what to do about two weeks into it. And then they're like, okay, so now you're on track. You just have to, like, do this, this, and this, and then you can get out of here. Cool.
1: Right, right, right. Yeah. But yeah, and then she came home and was so, so cute. so <laughs> tiny. The cutest. And how soon after all that happened? I mean, you were sick, sick. I was
2: really mm. fucking sick. Like, so
1: <laughs> and were you sick af- even after she was born? Um, like-
2: they, you know they monitored me for i want to say like five days or six days after she was born um they wouldn't let me go home so i had to have a an iv of um, magnesium sulfate which Mm -hmm. is epsom salts um, but it depresses your nervous system Yeah. and kind of like it could keep me from having a seizure or a stroke if my mm. blood pressure were to skyrocket, which is one symptom of preeclampsia that I had, unfortunately, mm. and it got even worse after I gave birth, which is not uncommon. Mm. So they really watch carefully after the baby's born to make sure nothing happens. Um, They'd already taken the drip out, and then a nurse came and took my reading, and it was like 180 over 135 or something like that. Whoa. It was the first time I'd seen a nurse, like, really scared. Uh. (laughs) um, They put me on meds, and then I was able to go home because that brought it down. Um, So I had to take blood pressure meds for two or three weeks, I think, afterwards until I got down to – normal. Acceptable. Which is like one twenty over eighty or something. Which which is still much higher than it is. Very is very high for me. Like my blood pressure had never been high. In fact it's usually like a little bit on the low end of the scale. Um, but I'm happy to say it's back down now. I just went to the dentist and they (laughs) took my blood pressure. And against my will, I was very nervous at the dentist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at the dentist. Wow. Anyway, what were they, they just doing? Bring it on, Jeez. you like. Well, they were doing a root canal, so they're oh, like, okay. we have to check this out before we can like okay. do this to mm-hmm. you.
0: <laughs> and even being and it stressed was out it was, I, at Whoa, the dentist. Hey, right? yeah,
2: not too bad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ooh, I hate
0: when
1: they take your blood pressure when you're there for like kind of a nerve-wracking exam. I Yeah. And then, so how long did it take before you were able to, like, start working out again?
2: Um, I came back after, I think, I don't know, eight weeks, maybe? That's pretty Um, good. I I think 12 is more the average. Yeah. I had, I don't know. I don't really remember. I feel like I was back in August. So maybe it was a little longer than that because she came out in May. So maybe it was more like three months. Um, But, uh, yeah, I had a C-section, so that sucked. Mm. Um, And then, like. Your whole abdominal wall is um, cut in half. <laughs> just, like, <Yeah>. flailing around. <laughs> it was a really long time before I could do sit-ups again. Yeah. Oh, but I, I remember when I was on the table and they were, like, cutting into me, mm. I was awake. Um, like, just had an epidural, yeah. you know, for the waist down. So, like, I didn't have to go that under. That must be so weird. Like, you just can't feel your lower half? No. You can feel them, like, moving you around. It's so weird. And, but you can't feel, like, anything in it. Um, Thank God. Yeah, I mean, it was crazy. Geez. Um, and they're, you know, behind a curtain, so you can't see anything that's going oh, on until God. they like hold a bloody baby up over the top of the curtain. <laughs> ah, the first time I saw her, I was like, wow, she's like purple and gray. What a weird looking baby. That <laughs> was so high. Oh. Um, but, um, I could hear the surgeon being like, wow, she's got really good muscle tone and Zant jabbed me in the arm and was like, do you hear that? Do you hear Aww. that, babe? So that was kind Cute. of funny. Yeah, yeah. it was that was great. Yeah, then, I
1: bet it took a while to, like, sit up or do a mm-hmm. toast bar or anything like that. Think, yeah, it took a really long time to do a
0: to bar. So what was it like when you were in the gym then trying to figure out how to modify or what what awareness to bring to the different movements?
2: Oh, man. I feel like it's been so long in that time of my life. I remember so little from, but I know I just kind of slogged through it, mm. you know, and just came and went through the motions for a while. Um, and i just i never went into crossfit thinking that i would ever be like really great at crossfit so i didn't have Mm -hmm. like high expectations i have not been an athlete previously um and uh so i was just like well i'm just here to work out more than like i'm here to master this skill right get really good at this so that kind of like helped me i think um and then you know coaches every once in a while be like hey. Um, you could actually do, like, a slightly harder version of that. Right. <laughs> like, you can, okay. and now Fine. you have to because we saw it once. So, yeah. But I feel like about a year after I had her, I started to feel like a normal person again. Mm-hmm. And well, and also, you were breastfeeding mm-hmm. so often. Yeah, like, all the time. Mm. Up until she was about a year old, that's when it started to, like, taper off because she finally started eating salad food. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of kids um, are able to eat, take those foods around six months or maybe um, maybe that age. But, like, she would just always refuse. I think she was just like, nope, not ready yeah, to not do ready. that She's yet. She's like, no.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: I could. So, yeah. yeah. She was actually only four months or whatever. Oh God,
1: <laughs> Five I happened. know. I know. <laughs> yeah. She was so little. Yeah. Um, And then once you, like, I mean, there was this transition when you switched over, or when when Solkana opened mm-hmm. and then we're all like working out over here. Mm-hmm. um When did you like kno- know that you were more interested in Olympic weightlifting than than just CrossFit on its own or like in actually doing it
2: for real? Mm, it was like I think it was right around the time that Solkana opened actually, and samson had been egging me on to do a competition. Mm. And, um, I think my best lifts at the time were like maybe like 43 kilo snatch and maybe like, maybe like a 50 or 52 kilo clean and jerk. Right. And (laughs) so, (laughs) so, you know, I thought it was total hot shit, right? (laughs) Yeah, I'm a lot better than another person in my class. Right. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Um, you know, uh, so I went and did this small meet in, um, Apple Valley, I think, and had a great time. And then I just wanted to do more of that. And I really enjoyed, um, like, I had a little bit of programming leading up to that that was, like, maybe three workouts a week of snatch, clean, and jerk and, like, supporting exercises. And I liked that, like, having something very, like, specific and directed to focus on. Um, and just, like, I just enjoy the process of doing that training mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, it's, it's frustrating. It is. got to, like, really is. stay present with it, you know, because it will, like hmm. – and just torture you otherwise.
1: Yeah, because you can have days that are just so hard that you're yeah. like, why do I even mm-hmm. do this? Yeah,
2: why do I even exist? Mm. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> I why does mind lifting well? exist? Yeah, <laughs> you're like, I can't even, I couldn't even do 65% if I tried today. Like, mm. I can't. Yep. But then when you do, you're like, I'm the best.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yep. And you keep
0: going yep. forward.
2: You have those amazing days and then they just carry you for another few Months or so, right?
1: Right, so what was it like to set
2: um, the Minnesota Masters records for 69? <laughs> well, uh, it was actually in January, and I think it was just the snatch in the total, or it might have oh, been okay. just the clean and jerk in the total. And then it started, so the you north definitely have June. the clean and jerk one, yeah. It started the north in June, then I hit all three.
1: Oh, um, oh, that's okay, yeah. yeah,
2: cool. Um, but uh, the first time I had to like. Double check with the announcer because I wasn't even sure. Right. They didn't even say anything. (laughs) Or like if I was close or like I wanted, you know, I wanted them to verify that. Yeah. But um, I really like it when Roger is announcing because he always remembers to say those things and then it kind of like pumps you up a little bit. Like oh she's going to like attempt to beat her own you know record or whatever or you know it's just it pumps up everybody everyone's like oh crap this is something to pay
0: attention to oh yeah Yeah. serious business yeah
1: (laughs) and if 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 you're listening you don't know who Roger is Roger Sudecki is the Minnesota weightlifting chair and he's the best (laughs) he's like yeah he's a coach yeah he's just been doing it for a long time he's a coach he's a he's a national level judge Mm -hmm. international level yeah he was at the Olympics Mm -hmm. on the jury. And he had a very contentious call because he overturned a lift that was announced as a, a passing lift. And he actually said no. Was it the
2: Iranian man? Yeah. Oh, boy. And it was a oh, big... Wow. That was a big deal. There was, like,
1: people in Iran, like, tweeting about how, like, Roger Sinecki is a...
2: Red Light Roger. Yeah, red, he's yep. known as Red Light
1: Roger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, snap. But when they reviewed the tape, like, it was so clear mm-hmm. that he had pressed it out. It yeah. like, in the moment, that was not how it was called. So, yeah. but he got a lot of, like... Internet hate, which mm-hmm. of course he probably didn't even know about. Yeah, man, yeah,
2: that's why the jury's there.
1: Yep, the jury is there. I mean, you, in the Olympics, you got, you better have a jury. Yep. Mm-hmm. But so he's like a big part of Minnesota weightlifting. So cool. Yeah, that's
0: awesome. I didn't yeah, know that.
1: Totally yeah. awesome. I don't know if he has any internet presence. You <laughs> You're just going to have to He's yeah. my
0: Facebook friend. He
2: is. Yeah. Oh, that's so cute. I but think I, he might even have an Instagram. I'm pretty sure he does. Yeah. I don't think he posts, though. I think other people just tag him all the time. Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: I, okay. So if you want to find him, you can look on there, or you can just go to a meet. If you go to a local meet, and it's a, like a sanctioned meet, he's probably going to be there. Mm. Most, most assuredly. Yeah. If, yeah, like, if he was invited, he's <laughs> there.
0: Yeah.
1: So. That kind of guy. Went. Yep. Yeah. Cool. So, um. Given that, now do you feel, like, more motivated to try to continue to break those records until you, like, age out of that category? Oh, sure. Heck,
2: yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I have, like, four and a half more years in this category. That's true. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure by that point there will be other people in my age group. Like, who are younger than me. Maybe. Mm -hmm. Maybe. You'll probably be in – wait. I won't. You're not close. We're just – well, we're exactly – We'll always be in separate groups.
1: Yeah, we're exactly the right age to always be in one separate group, one Mm -hmm. up group, which is – um, but so I'm yes. saying some of these
2: younger younger women are yes. like very, very talented. Mm. Those jerks. <laughs> but I think,
1: they're, I think they're actually like five years behind me, so yeah. that will always – so maybe they'll come in and break our records later or whatever. Okay. Oh, hey. <laughs> I
2: just uh, – I think about another person in uh, the weightlifting community in the Twin Cities that I admire. Her name is Fawn Friday. Um, she's a master's athlete. Mm. I think she is – I think she's 44 or 45 years old um and she's very strong she's extremely strong um she's a 63 or 58 i think she's competed as both um but uh i love watching her training videos and seeing her throw down at meets because she's just super mentally tough and mm. she sets records and um she's gone to like master's worlds before yeah. and competed there um i just think it's so awesome like i feel like I don't know this for sure, but I feel like Fawn might be someone who also came to weightlifting a little bit later in life, mm. um, so, so sort of like I did. And uh, yeah. so she's kind of my role model. That's yeah. Cool. Yep.
0: When you, for people who also are not competitors like me, me and maybe some other listeners, um, can you talk about in your, in your mind, what, what does it mean to be mentally tough in a competition? Mm. Like what are you seeing when she, when she is that to you?
2: Um, resolve. Um, I don't see, like, what I see when I watch Fawn. Um, she just looks like so focused on the task at hand, like, nothing could detract her from mm. this task, um, which is really hard to do at a weightlifting meet because you've got competitors, you have a crowd, you have it, announcers. Some of your friends, you have people are fucking they're... up your name, yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> when you're trying to walk on the platform.
0: Mogren. Um, yeah. <laughs> or Mag- you. Know, Mogren Lightstone.
2: <laughs> That's never happened to me, but I know people that it's happened Happens to. Happens to me every time. And it yeah. got, it's got to be the worst thing, you know.
1: <laughs> like, you're you're feeling so confident and someone's like, here comes, onto the platform, Hannah, where are you? <laughs> Hannah. You're <Nah>. like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Hannah? Nah. They, they don't even try. Yeah. Or they're just like, here comes Hannah.
2: Or like, you know, baby will cry at the moment you need to oh like, God, take a yeah. lift or, you know. That's messed me up before. People, those are, stuff happens.
0: people take photos, too. Oh, so yeah. People yeah.
2: take photos. They yell stuff out sometimes. Mm. Um, like
1: trying to support sometimes. They yeah. Say that, like a time where if you're not in the zone, it could really mess you mm-hmm. up.
2: Yeah. I guess that like in the zone thing, mm. that's like it's really hard to get there. Um, but
1: she just also plays her own game, you know. hmm If you go to a meet or you participate in a meet, you start to kind of know who's going to play their own game and who's going to play the game. Who's going to be trying to um, do their very best or who's going to be trying to, like, maybe take not wise moves, like make unwise jumps to try to beat you. Yeah. Or to try to force you to do something that you don't want to do. Right. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So. Yeah. Like, try to force you to go faster by Mm. switching their Switching their temps up. At the last second, which is a national level strategy. But like, you know, at a local meet, it's kind of a dick move. Sure. To be honest. <laughs> yeah. It's a yeah. little bit like,
2: hey, you know, we're all here to have fun. There's almost always someone there who's just having their first meet. Yes. You know? Mm-hmm. Yes. And yeah. usually
1: it's more than one person. Sure. Here. So some of those things are like, like Fawn would never do that.
2: Yeah. So then again, no sometimes point. when that happens to you then you know to be prepared
0: for next time. Yeah, you're like, well, so, now I learned.
1: Yeah. yeah, I could have be rushed onto the platform before I intended to be. Yeah,
0: huh. for, Fascinating. Yeah. So Can much more than the actual lifts themselves, which Yeah, are there's a lot of strategy. It's quite yeah. a bit of strategy. Wow.
1: Mm-hmm. And the timing of your lifts is very important. If you are starting off with, like, a 90% one-right-max attempt on your mm-hmm. first opener, like, you need recovery time, especially on the clean and jerk. Yep. And so people That's will play games really to try to lengthen that recovery time. but And oftentimes it puts other people in a bad position. Oh. But, yeah.
2: You so. just like you just don't want to go up to a clean and jerk, like not being ready for it.
1: Or being out of breath. You're like, <laughs> oh, my God, there's no way I can stand this up.
0: Uh, I feel yeah. that way in the gym. So I can't even <laughs> imagine yeah. on yeah. a platform in front of a lot of people I'm trying to beat beat some numbers
2: it's also like it gives you so much um like kind of juice you know yeah like,
0: if you like that sort of thing
2: yeah like are
0: you a fan of that
2: yeah I think um it's a carryover from my old uh, days as a piano student when I would just like I wouldn't say I got amped off of going up for a recital but you know it's like yeah it's I like would say so cool to walk up there and like show everybody what you can do from memory and just like wow people yeah and I like that aspect of it too yeah Before and me. when
1: people are like come on mm-hmm. and then you get it no Yeah, yeah. You feel like you're doing it for more than just yourself because everybody wants everyone to succeed in every lift. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, nobody wants to watch a failed lift. It feels bad for everyone. Yeah. (laughs) Especially when it's like a really hard struggle out of the bottom of a clean and like someone's about to jerk. You just want that jerk to happen
2: so badly for them. Yeah. I always feel bad when someone misses, and then people don't clap for them. Me too. I always try and start the clap going because that's just the worst when you miss, and then you just walk off in silence. Yeah. Yeah. An attempt
0: is an attempt. You tried. Exactly.
2: Yeah. Yeah, max effort attempt. Especially on a third
1: attempt when you're putting, Mm. like, it's potentially a PR, something you've never hit, maybe even, like, several kilos above what you've hit before. Sure. It's like, you know, you went up and tried that thing. You at least deserve a clap. <laughs> a, a few
0: like, a yeah. claps. A couple right. claps. A couple claps.
2: Yeah. Maybe like throw some cans of kill cliff up on the stage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, unopened ones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gently. <laughs>
1: just you dump a Gatorade
0: on someone. Yeah, please. Will you please do that? Yeah. <laughs> I'll just dump time. like a cold Gatorade yeah. on you. When is on your, the platform. When is your next meet? I don't know. Um, there's
2: the state championships are in March, mm. and I will want to do that one for sure. Um, there's one coming up in January uh, on the seventh. It's a smaller meet, which those are fun too. Yeah. Um, sometimes those are like the most fun because you can be a little more relaxed,
1: and than, you can like be friendly with people and yes. enjoy your time a yeah, little bit more. Surely. Yeah. Not that anyone has like enemies in the weightlifting community. <laughs> But you 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 go to these meets with the same people a lot, and mm-hmm. you know who's toxic and who's not. Yeah, like you just know who's coming in with like a sour attitude, mm-hmm. or whose coach is maybe someone who like makes you feel anxious, mm-hmm. and you just avoid them. But like sometimes at smaller meets, you just don't have those problems. Yeah. Yeah, don't to worry about that.
0: I'm sure that is a factor that maybe mm-hmm. the audience would be thinking about is mm-hmm. the coaches and yeah. their role. A lot of times, oh yeah, because they're all factor. in
2: the warm up room, like personalities. Mm-hmm. A lot of personalities in a small room. Some peacocks like, in there really yeah, trying to show off their trying athlete. to share their equipment and like you're all trying to you know warm up in time and it can get a little weird. Yeah,
1: yeah. sometimes coaches are like a little bit pr- pr- protective of their athlete's space to the point where you're like, Yeah, can I take a rep off that bar? And they're like, uh no. Or like, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I guess. You're mm-hmm. like, well, that's not
2: really what I was asking. I was hoping you would just say yes Yeah. By <laughs> the way. Or I probably wouldn't have asked in the first place. Right, right.
1: right. Exactly. Huh. So, you know. Well, let's talk about uh your baby. My baby.
0: <laughs> your baby. My baby.
1: Um, one thing I always, like, I mean, she's a really good eater. Obviously, she loves to eat. And maybe that's just, like, mm-hmm. how she was born. <laughs> but how do you, um like, make sure... That as someone who's nutrition conscious and food conscious mm-hmm. and just, like, aware of where the food comes from, how do you make sure that, like, you're giving that same – those same principles to your kid and, like, getting them to eat food that's good for them?
2: Mm-hmm. Well, um, like me and, like, her father, she will eat pretty much anything that's in front of her. <laughs> so, like, I know that about myself. Uh-huh. And, uh And I'm pretty sure that's her deal, too. So, um – I am trying to, like, just put that good food in front of myself as much as I can. And then, um, you know, other stuff happens, like there will be Halloween or there will be, you know, um, a special treat on a night when we're eating somewhere out or with a friend or whatever. Um, But, like, just having the fridge kind of full of um, different types of foods that we cannot eat throughout the week and, like, put in her lunch every day Mm. um, is my my core strategy, I guess you would say. Yeah, yeah. And, like, if she doesn't have any other option, she's going to eat it because she's hungry.
0: Right. So. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. I
2: mean, the way that we cook, um, we can tend to make things in really large batches. Um, so, like, we'll make a big batch of root vegetables or, like, roasted potatoes or something like that. So sometimes it's nice. That is nice because everyone can have an option. And, like, you know, I kind of – like sometimes it's nice to have everyone eating the same thing at the dinner table, or yeah. like a hot, freshly prepared meal. But some nights you just have to eat leftovers out of the fridge, mm-hmm. and that's yeah. okay. You Just heat it up, and you just eat it. And then she can have a choice if she wants chicken or beef, or which sweet potato. She won't eat chicken or beef. Right?
0: <laughs> no. She won't.
2: I think it's because she. Well, she'll eat it sometimes now.
1: Oh okay. She had a long, I she had her over to my house, and I made. But bar- <laughs> I like. I knew she liked to eat anything, so I made barbecue chicken mm-hmm. and like broccoli and um. Mashed potatoes, and she was like, "I don't eat. I don't eat chicken."
2: I would have eaten that.
1: Yeah, it's not, it's good, right? No. Sounds good. Yeah. I almost I tried to
2: like tell her, "Oh, this isn't chicken,"
1: and she was like, "I know it's chicken. <laughs> I don't want
2: it." Um, I think it's because chicken is like the only meat that's called the name of the animal. Like you wouldn't say, "I made roast pig," right, or roast not cow. cow. Um, but chicken is like you picture. And the they have chickens, chickens now. Yeah, we have chickens oh. now. But she loves eggs. Yeah, she will eat chicken sometimes. So she kind of vacillates, like, you know, things are cool and they're not cool. Um, that's a kid. she goes back and forth, yeah, for sure. It was just a phase, I think.
0: Did she like to be in the kitchen with you? Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah? Um, Yeah, big time. Yeah. She's not – sometimes she's interested in helping, but more often than not, she'll, like, just drag a bunch of stuff in there and, like, spread it all over the floor while we're trying to cook (laughs) in, like, a pretty small room. But she likes being with us. It's definitely the most cramped room in our house. It's the one that we're always in. Mm. And, like, it's always the messiest room in the house. But we spend, like, probably 75 to 80% of <laughs> right. our time at home in there, yeah. if you don't count sleeping. Um, right. Because, you know, that's where you spend a lot of time. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, we have a table. She helped there. me
1: make cookies the other day. Yeah. She, well, she used the stool and, like, mm-hmm. actually is very, like, non-spill mm-hmm. for being four mm. she didn't spill anything except for like maybe a little flour which is easy to spill I spill it every time I do stuff <laughs> like that but she was like kind of over it about halfway through uh like she was like my arms are
2: tired <laughs> <laughs> did you make her use it like a mixing spoon or something uh
1: no we used like the
2: stand mixer oh but
1: she <laughs> I like she scooped it took forever, but she scooped all the pumpkin. We made pumpkin cookies oh, wow. into yeah. the cup.
2: That'll really smoke your forearms yeah, after yeah. a
1: while. And then she had to hold it up and scoop it oh. out of the cup. She was like kind of done with it because it was taking her so long. So yeah. she's like, "Can you just do it? I know it'll happen fast." <laughs> <laughs> but then she glazed oh, yeah. them, so they're very heavily glazed cookies. So you made those out of like real
2: pumpkins. Yeah, those are real impressed. pumpkins. I'm very
1: impressed. <laughs> Pretty much, they were flour, pumpkin, sugar, vanilla, baking soda, baking powder, sweet. And then just, like, a buttload of icing. Yeah.
0: (laughs) They looked beautiful.
2: They were (laughs) great. Well, she gets lots of practice um, with pouring things in the morning because she wakes up before we do. And so she'll come Mm. downstairs by herself and pour water. That's cool. Or, like, she'll get yogurt out and serve herself some yogurt. (laughs) 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 oatmeal if we have some <laughs> so like cute. cold oatmeal in the fridge oh man yeah she's used to like helping herself to things i'm like yeah that's great you feel self-sufficient and sometimes she'll even eat like leftover lunches or dinners cool. um which i'm really for about breakfast that. yeah yeah. Like, yeah she'll just be hungry and need something so she'll go get it
1: does she microwave it we don't have a microwave oh yeah
2: <laughs> i was gonna say like does she heat it up at all no 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 she'll eat a lot of stuff cold
1: yeah
0: cool mm-hmm.
1: i guess that's when funny. you're
2: young you don't really care yeah yeah, she tells me, actually, a lot of times, like,
0: I want it cold. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> like, I'm like, okay, let's Some, work
0: for me. Yeah. Some people are like that. I would yeah. say I'm, I'm her buddy that way. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of cold. It's it's like cold that. sweet potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> cold butter on my cold sweet potatoes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sure. mm <laughs> um, So, in addition to your baby, mm-hmm. you also coach our mm-hmm. kids' class here mm-hmm. at Solkana. All the other babies. The other babies. Yes. Big tell babies, babies tell and little babies. Tell is there... F- is there like a, a main difference, I'm assuming, in that, like a kid's class versus an adult's class? Oh yeah, there are
2: big differences. <laughs> um, I mean I mean the main difference is the population, obviously. So they're they have like different needs than adults do. Um, and they have different interests. So um, they're not going to come to the gym because they need to work on their fitness. You know? <laughs> like They're not like adults what? who are like, I need to go take my medicine now. Um, but they, you know, they come because they like to see their friends. They like to play games and they like to have a good time and like, like be just be a little wild for a little while, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, I try and use those things to like motivate them. You know, like we're gonna play a game at the end of class. Like, we just need to focus on these squats for like five minutes and right. then we'll do this next thing. Mm. Um, or, like, here, try and see if you can do this crazy thing instead of like, here's our, you know, here's our warm up or our skill yeah. practice for today. Like, present it in a different way. They're really interested in like moving the small barbells around, which is really fun. Mm. The little kids, like the three to five year olds, um, they're just wild. Like they just want to run around and swing from things. Which is why their parents bring them. (laughs) Yeah. It's like an hour of them doing that. Yeah, Yeah, just tire them out. Giving that energy. Especially in the winter. Yep. Yep. The classes are a little bit shorter than the normal classes because, like, the kids, obviously, the, the tiny ones just don't have, like, they can't do an hour. Um, but they can do, like, 30 or 40 minutes and get, you know, a pretty good amount of work done in that yeah. amount of time. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sounds like They always
1: one. look so sweaty. They smell, <laughs> like, <laughs> you know how kids Baby smell? Sweat. Yeah, when they're sweaty. Yeah. It's Their like, heads, like, get sweaty. Yeah. yeah. And then, like. But they don't get armpit sweat. No. They just get, like, kind of, like, Skin sweat. hot.
2: Yeah. It's like um, with Zinnia, I feel like, um, like, if she's got dirt on her, like, from the playground or whatever, and then she gets warm and sweaty, it's almost like this metallic. Smell, do you yeah. know what I'm saying? yes sure. it's yeah, really funny, yeah. But, um,
1: there's no BO, it's just no. like they smell hot, it's like, like they're smell. warm, yep. yeah.
2: You can it's adorable, feel the heat radiating off oh. of them. <laughs> it's the
1: smell of like kids when they come outside, come from outside wearing mm-hmm. their jackets mm-hmm. in this in the winter mm-hmm. recess time, mm-hmm. they like strip off their jackets and they're they're like basically completely boiling over, they're like little <laughs> furnaces, yeah,
2: yeah, yep It's a good smell, totally, yeah. <laughs> So then the other difference um, between the kid and the adult classes is like the cueing is different. Mm. So like where adults have most adults have a little bit more like um, knowledge of like what body part is what or like how they're moving, (laughs) like some sort of body awareness. But um, if you tell a kid to like put their hands on their hips, like they might put it in like anywhere between their knees and their cage you know yeah so sure <laughs> <laughs> so funny um so you have to like be more direct and like keep the cueing super simple mm-hmm. is mostly what I've found and uh it works pretty well you
0: get some good squatters is there, yeah, is there programming bet. like yeah week, week to week so yep. there's like a progression that yeah you're, that's cool
2: yeah we work on I mean we always do like I try to always have some sort of um uh like tumbling or vestibular type of thing because mm. that's something that kids are developing like that um like awareness even though they don't know that that's happening when they're young like that's something that's still being formed
0: Can kind of at that age define what vestibular is um
2: oh yeah sure like your sense of balance mm. um like whether you're upright or upside down does that make sense uh, oh, yeah does that sound yeah. right <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> um so like if like we're your doing proprioception yeah exactly so like we bodies. do a lot of like rolling around on the floor Um, sometimes we do inversions like modified inversions like with your feet on a box or like even doing down dog or something like that Mm. Um, or we do like a little tumbling that sort of thing so try and I always try and include that and then um, you know some sort of like basic functional movement like a squat or some sort of lift um, something like that
0: basic stuff yeah so cool yeah it was so cool i mean that's just setting their bodies up and their minds up mm-hmm. for so many amazing things well, as they get older now they can see the grown-ups doing their class next door mm. while their class
2: is happening so that's really cool for them too because they weren't able to see that before yeah they um, were alone because we only had one room so yeah. they were all alone in the gym um but now it's great because they can be like wow look what my mom's doing over there And like with Zinia, like she spent so much time at the gym before she started doing this like little kid class. Yeah, she was lifting before anyone was lifting. Like she was bench pressing. Yeah. At
1: least. Seven pounds. Seven pounds. (laughs) Her PR. For five by three. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, she could do more, but she started to fall off the bench, so I had to slow her down. Captain at that. (laughs) Oh man. I couldn't stack enough plates for her feet to reach the ground.
2: Oh, that's why she was like doing that flat back. Bench press with her feet, feet up. up on the bench. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Just bro style. She needs a little more time to get tall. <laughs> She'll get there. We'll get her a tiny bench. <laughs> but
1: so in comparison to the other kids, like, she just wasn't as surprised by everything because she just has experienced it for so
2: long. Um, yeah. I mean, I think she was just ready to jump right in because she just, like, saw me doing it and mm-hmm. she wanted to do it. She sees, like, both of us doing it and she sees you doing it. And she's like, Yeah. This is something that I need to do, too. Yeah. Yeah, I must. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like, I don't know, the only way that I really know how to parent her is to just try and set an example that she can follow.
0: That's amazing. I think that's the
2: whole whole thing.
1: That's why people are good and bad. Exactly. (laughs) Because their parents were just as good and bad. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, she's really been, like, in the gym environment
2: for as long as she can remember. Mm Mm-hmm. Pretty much,
1: like I feel like you were still breastfeeding when we were. I opening. was, I was, and she mm. was
2: two years old yeah. at that point. Mm-hmm. and I, she was I went with her until like two and a half years, and then I was like, all right, I'm done. Um <laughs> No more for you. But yeah. yeah, like she actually nursed at the gym a few times. Yeah, mm-hmm. I f- almost forgot about that. Hmm. Ooh, uh, well, on um, the old couch. I know, on
0: the old couch.
2: Oh, <laughs> mm. oh poor little water out for the old couch. <laughs> 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 they got sweated on yeah. so much. Um, yeah, awesome.
1: Uh, I'm trying to think if there's any other things. Oh, well, I do want to talk a little bit about like the things that you do in your like lifestyle, just mm-hmm. as if on your own before you, you ever had a kid or thought about like family stuff. Oh boy! <laughs> like, um, you know, riding your bike everywhere mm-hmm. and not owning a car. Like, taking mm-hmm. co owning your own chickens. Like, what's your general philosophy on? That type of thing, like sustainability and health? Mm.
2: Oh. Or do oh you just boy. kind of try to like, do what feels good? I sustain my own health and sanity. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think the food is like 50% of it. Like if I am not hungry, if I am like eating things that, um, what did you call them earlier? Good mood foods? Good mood yeah. foods, yeah. Like yeah, nutrient I, dense I relate quality. to that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think I would hold the sweet potato because it's like a shining example of that for me. <laughs> um, uh, like having those things at the ready. Um, I don't know, like with the bike thing. I mean, part of that was I had been without a bike before, um, before I was ever like in a long term partnership. Um, And before I ever had a baby. And then we decided to do it partially for financial reasons. And just because we knew we could. Mm -hmm. To sell off your car? Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, we weren't, I didn't have to commute to the suburbs anymore. Cool. So we were like, well, we can probably do this. Mm -hmm. Like, we might as well just try it. Um, Zan agreed, but um, said, well, you have to go, like, two months having a car but not driving it. Oh, yeah. So I uh-huh. did. That's hard to do because <laughs> mm-hmm. it's like that fallback on a winter mm-hmm. day or whatever. Yep. Sometimes I think about, like, how nice it would be to have a small truck or something like that um, or even share one with another family mm-hmm. just for, um, like, for very, like, useful things. Yeah, like chicken coop purchasing. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've even gotten by just, like, borrowing other people's trucks for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then I think, wow, if I did have that vehicle behind my house that I could just drive away every morning, I'd probably just do that instead. Yeah.
1: Sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, especially when it's cold. And, yeah. Or when you're running late mm. or, like, you have Zinnia with you. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, the thing
2: about car. it, though, is, like, if you're running late, like, the car won't really help you. No. Mm-hmm. Like, I can get pretty much anywhere in the city, like, within, I don't know, like, a five or six mile radius of my house at least to – Just as fast, almost as if I were, especially during rush hour. Yeah, like during rush hour, like I'm riding down the street and all the cars are just (laughs) standing still, just like. Like, bye-bye. Passing
0: cars like they mm-hmm. were standstill. Yeah. Do you feel like making that switch from having a car to using your bike to get everywhere, has it brought more mindfulness into mm. your day-to-day or having to have that planning? I, like,
2: yeah, Um. I guess so. Like, I really have to have my shit in order mm-hmm. um, <laughs> the night before. <laughs> yeah, you need everything in the bike. You can't yeah. just, yeah. like, pop home. Right. Um I think that it has reduced the amount of frustration that I would feel daily just from sitting in a car. Mm-hmm. So that's really nice. Like a, no matter like how gross out it is, like a bike ride almost always feels better than mm. like getting somewhere in the car especially right. after a long day. Yeah. <clears throat> I know that sounds a little unbelievable, but it <laughs> no, makes sense. It's totally like, true. That's yeah. why
1: people work out at the other day cuz yep. it it energizes you to move your body mm-hmm, like that right. even if even if it's just casually mm-hmm. moving your legs for 10, yep. 15 minutes. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. like gets the blood moving. So that cargo bike is like anything but casual, though. <laughs> no, it's not casual.
1: Yeah. I've biked it now yeah. three times. Uh-huh. By the end, I feel like I got this. Yep. But it's like when you first start. It's heavy. It's so heavy. It's like a back feet, so it has a big like cart in the front. And then it's long. Mm-hmm. The wheels are far apart. Mm-hmm. Someone stopped me the other day when I was driving and said, you know, mm-hmm. normally
2: those have three wheels. I was oh, like, man. "That's not helpful to say." <laughs> no. Well, three huh. wheels would just slow you down.
1: I know it would be awkward. Mm-hmm. Once you get it going, it you feels like a regular corner bike. Corner very well. Yeah. You know? mm. It's just like stopping and starting. You're a little like whoa, yeah. and then
2: you're know, like, if you baby in the front, so you're like, okay. And she's like throwing her body from side to side. Yeah.
1: And like going, should we talk about something?
2: Yeah, I know. Exactly. You know like, I'm
1: like trying to make sure we don't <laughs> <Yeah>. die. <laughs> a little focused right now. I'm so focused on making sure we don't die. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep, but she she was like, don't forget to put the thing down, <laughs> oh, like the what the kickstand down. She's like making fun of me because I forgot <laughs> to put it back up the other way before I started uh, to like move, and I was like, oh, it's clunky. And she's like, don't forget to put the kickstand <laughs> oh, down. <laughs> oh
0: Like well, for her, it's her everyday life. I know. Right? Yeah. That's her vehicle. That's her car. Yeah.
2: yeah. I know. It's funny to think about that, like when she was really little, like. I mean, before she was as verbal as she is, mm-hmm. I wondered like what she thought about the fact that like we were the only ones that she could see doing this. And I don't think everyone she knows was like riding in a car. Maybe she's like, it's like, do you think animals just think they're like humans? But like, do you yeah. think this kid on a bike like thinks they're just actually in a car? Yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, knows. why not? It's no different if you're a passenger.
2: Right. You're doing you nothing. just get to lay back and chill. Yeah. And yammer, <laughs> and see the whole
1: world around you, mm-hmm. wind in your hair, mm-hmm. barking at people, yep, and waving to them, barking, yep. barking, yeah, she just mm-hmm. like woof woof, yep. <laughs> that's so well, good. she was wearing her puppy costume that oh. one day, so that's why, <laughs> yeah, she was like a actually puppy.
2: a puppy, yeah. But in the winter, it stays sort of warm in there yeah there's no wind because we have that big bubble thing that goes over the top Mm -hmm. and um she can see out of it and then like it actually insulates her pretty well so we just bundle her up and put a big blanket around her which you would do anyway if she was in a car yeah i mean like a 10 yeah a 10 minute drive like you're not gonna get warm warm at all you mostly
1: just sit there chattering and wishing that it wasn't cold air coming out (laughs) of your heater. (laughs) yeah
0: and yep. you are you're a fan of the winter too right yeah i kind of like it you kind of like it yeah yeah so biking in it what's what's that like um depends on the winter <laughs> slippery?
2: yeah it can be really slippery like a couple winters well i think um and actually the winter before the gym opened i feel like there's a lot of ice on the ground mm. and i remember like falling over a lot um but the nice thing is you're not usually going very fast and then um like, you're wearing so much clothing that it kind of softens the blow a little bit. so.
1: <laughs> and you're falling into snow, theoretically. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Or just, like, I mean, sometimes it's, like, the snow piled up on the side of the road that's, like, crunchy and brown. Mm. Um, so that's not fun. But that is soft. You just go slower. You just, like, plan more time to get everywhere. Which is
1: what you do when you would drive anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean, yep. in the winter, I have to wake up 30 minutes earlier because mm-hmm. I might have to plow... my driveway probably. yeah technically
2: but I feel like people don't do that and then they still try and drive fast I mean I think the worst thing about winter is like drivers yeah Yeah.
1: especially because it's dark in the morning and at night yeah so people kind of like drive kind of crazy in the dark yeah more so than in the daytime even Mm yeah yeah that would be the one thing that really freaked me like I did winter biking once, one time, <laughs> and I did fall. Yeah. And I fell, like, on Lindale. Oh, no. And it just really freaked me out because the cars were going so fast. Yeah, and I just, they like, go totally, so fast.
2: It's like, slow down. I know. I we really freaked myself out.
1: And, like, nobody stopped. They just sort of, like, went around Ooh. me, and I was like, oh,
2: my God, I yeah. could be dead. Right. I mean, it's not the freeway. It's it's city not city avenue. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's and especially in the snow, it's like it's mostly one lane.
1: Yeah, so just like drive in the one lane. Just deal with it. Like
2: (laughs) if you have to slow down for ten seconds, just deal. Right, you'll still get where you need to get. Someone else can
0: live. Live? Yeah. (laughs) Remember that. Yeah. There's another person. Mm -hmm. A few others. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So so. this is my PSA. Yeah. Um. (laughs) 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 Slow down. Slow down. When you're turning right, make sure you stop first at a stop sign. Yeah. Before you turn. Don't look at your phone. Mm. Yeah. Oh,
1: someone almost killed me today looking at their phone. They were turning left and like just went into the lane to the opposing traffic lane. Like,
0: mm-hmm. you were driving or you were walking around?
1: I was driving up towards the intersection and they came like through that inner through my oh. lane. If I had been one inch forward, I would have like had the front of my car taken off. Yeah. It's super scary. And yeah, so she's like, she's like, so there's fast. Her phone with one hand up. Yeah. So stupid. Yeah. Really. Anyway, <laughs> thank you for coming on
2: to the show. Well, thanks for having me. No I, problem. Oh my gosh. I kind
0: of have a question for Morgan, though. <gasps> uh, do you, because we do challenges every week. Oh, so boy. So do you have a challenge for Hannah and for me? Whoa. It could be related to anything we talked about. Anything. Ride your bike. OK. Uh, OK. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> done. You'll do it? Like yeah, a fall ride?
2: Yeah. yeah. I can, yeah. can ride my bike Go on tomorrow, a bike right? ride. Yeah. Go, like, check out one of – I mean, the weather's so nice right now. Yeah. Like, you could go right on the greenway or right mm-hmm. on a trail somewhere and just, like, catch some amazing, beautiful weather and yeah. just kind of zone out for a little while.
1: Yeah. I mean, I live, like, on a really nice path. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, you do. <laughs> yes. So
1: I maybe tomorrow will be my day figuring out how to ride my bike to work. Ooh. Mm-hmm. It's, like, kind of intimidating
2: to me. Yeah, you, Sometimes you know, when you look at the map, you're like, where am I? So 17th is pretty close to Cedar, yeah and it's a bike boulevard okay um like at least from go towards bloomington yeah from cedar? no you would go towards you would go you, it is west of cedar okay so i'm not sure which way you would need to go to get around the lake but once you can get on 17th like that's a pretty mm. good that's a pretty good route like lots of roundabouts, like not a lot of traffic. It's yeah, because cedar looks a little scary. To yes, me. don't ride intense. cedar. Don't ride on cedar. I, I'm like, ooh, ooh. Speaking of fast cars. I mean, yeah. like you can, but like you gotta be ready for people to honk at you. Yeah, and
1: also because people park like, for doors some reason. Would open. Yeah. Well, you can just park like a long cedar, and it takes up a whole Certain lane. Certain of the day. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why is that a thing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So then you have to go around those cars mm-hmm. into the other lane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, that's why I've been intimidated. Bloomington seems a little better. Yeah, Bloomington's all right. Okay.
2: More buses
1: on Bloomington. Okay, I'll take the challenge. Mm. Yeah, cool. I, it's still nice out, so why not? Yeah, Yay. for sure.
0: I'm excited. This will awesome. be a great challenge.
1: I'll do it without Petey the first time. Yeah, okay. Because <laughs> having that little wind sail on the back, like, does, <laughs> When I could take the Greenway You mean here, the Burley? Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> when I could
1: take the Greenway, it was so easy because I would just hop on the Greenway mm-hmm. and get off at the gym. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, now I'm just, I, I get so, I'm, like, kind of actually pretty intimidated as a um biker in the city sometimes yeah. mm. unless i'm on like a path
2: you could take 17th like to the greenway and then yeah. take that east and then come up that way yeah that would be
1: good yeah. i know that route yeah yay oh my gosh okay thanks oh man uh thank you everyone for tuning into this episode with morgan larson um thanks for coming morgan you're welcome <laughs> you, morgan. Uh, and a special thanks to taj ruler who is like the crisp chill Of an autumn day on your ears when you are riding your bike through Minneapolis.
0: She is. She
1: really (laughs) is. Yeah. Tune in next week for more. Bye. Bye.
0: Bye. Cast is produced by Taj Ruler. Subscribe on iTunes or visit silconicast.libsyn.com. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N.com for full episode information. You can also visit our website at sulcanafitness.com to stay up to date on everything health and fitness. Join in on the conversation over on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Sulcana CrossFit. See you there.